Hello, everyone. This is Kevin from The Rise of the Broken, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts. I was thinking all this time That this wasn't right That there wasn't something to believe I played it in my mind I kept my thoughts inside I simply couldn't see what you Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 72 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you. And hi, I just want to say hi to all of you. It's great to have you back here. And I, I just love that you are so passionate about music just like I am. So welcome to episode 72 of Spinning Thoughts. It's a brand new week. So we just, you know, came out of the weekend. And, um, you know, right now, I'm not ashamed to say I'm... Uh, I am drinking an old Milwaukee beer. This uh, episode is not sponsored by them, but I am drinking it, and it is really cheap and it's not bad. So there you go, everybody. I don't. Have you ever had it? Of those of age, have you ever had it? Tweet me at Spin Thoughts. Now for episode 72, I have a good friend here. I've been excited to have him on the show. We've been talking for a couple weeks, if not a month. Uh, so lots of anticipation to this. Uh, interview here today everybody please help me in welcoming we've got kevin from the rise of the broken kevin what up dude how's it going very uh excited to be here and thank you so much for having me on your show hell yeah man yeah we've been talking you and i have we've had this set up for probably like a month haven't we yeah no it's been quite a bit of a while now that we've been exchanging kind of like emails and tweets and everything of the sort i know i've had some people always tag me in your tweets so i'm really excited that we finally got a chance to set something up yeah dude um it's funny you you mentioned that so um i i started doing this thing called weekly thoughts where basically i just look back on the week uh of the episodes and i talk about them just by myself for like 10 or 15 minutes so uh in the last weekly thoughts from last week i was saying how fans of the show are really playing such a uh like pivotal role in the bands that we're having on. We had two bands last week. One was Skyward Story and Monday's Mona Lisa. And both of those bands um, were brought to my attention and really pushed by fans of the show. And uh, like you just said, I mean, there's you've been tagged uh, on Spinning Thoughts a lot. The people want to hear from you, man. So here we are. So thank you to everybody who, um, you know, got the rise of the broken here uh, on Spinning Thoughts. So, um, Kevin, you feeling good today? Yes, I am. It's been a great weekend and just a good start to the week already, so I'm really happy to, about everything. So hopefully you are too. It looks like you're very enthusiastic, so that's always a good sign that you're starting great. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, sometimes maybe overwhelming uh, for others, but it is just the way that it goes. So um, let's dive into things. Uh, there's a lot that we're going to cover here in episode 72, so thanks everybody for being here. Now, Kevin, the rise of the broken. Um, again, you were introduced to me by some fans of the show, so I'm newer to the rise of the broken party. However, I, you know, I do my research, and we've been talking, like we said, for weeks, if not a month. So I've been jamming you a lot, looking into you. You have a lot of material out there. We're going to talk about the latest EP that dropped this year, but um, it was surprising to me after listening to you that 
the rise of the broken is you. Like it, it, that is this is like a solo thing, right? Yeah, that's correct. I started it back when I was about 16 years old. I was actually living in Germany when I started playing wow. music. So a lot of my friends play like five, six instruments. And I was like, well, you know what? I need to get into music more. You kind of learn at least one instrument. I had started picking up guitar when I was 10 or so years old, but I kind of didn't get to continue going through. My siblings took piano. So I was like, you know what? Like I should get into it. So I started literally... Um, just watching YouTube videos of how to play chords and learn songs and whatnot. And that's just how I started writing acoustic songs and by myself and then gradually adding more instruments to the songs, some piano here, but then I started going with some drums, bass, and then it just started evolving to electric guitars from the acoustics. And it is, and now it's what it is today. So you said you started this, um, this musical endeavor when you were living in Germany, were you, are you German? Like, were you born in Germany? Where are you from? I'm originally from Mexico. Moved to the U.S. when I was 12. Okay. Lived in Germany when I was 16. For, I, I mean, I played tennis since I was like five or so years old. So I was there for tennis. Oh, so wow. Took like a year off, took a year off of high school because it was either that or graduate early. Yeah. <laughs> and then go to college. Really, so I was like, eh, I don't want to do that just yet. So yeah. I want to have like a good experience with everything. So I just went to Germany and started uh like stay with a host family and then uh my friends that i kind of met through i guess some of the exchange program it was like i didn't go to school really but i went to some classes here and there and uh they played music so started like hanging out with them and then i would see them playing guitar and i was like okay i, I want to get into this more because you know it's so much fun hanging out with everybody and then getting to sing along with songs with the friends and whatnot so yeah. then i really got into and yeah, it took me to where it is today. You got a pretty diverse background there. You know, you said you were born in Mexico, lived in the States, went to Germany, and you're back in the States now, right? Yeah, I actually moved from Texas to Michigan last year. Jeez, so I, I now you're bouncing around the country, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, you are are you at least trilingual? You could, I'm assuming, speak Spanish, yeah. English, and German, right? Yeah, my yeah, my first language was Spanish. Then I learned English, and then I learned German. What are you most proficient in? Um, I probably like Spanish and English. I mean, they're both pretty pretty easy for me. I mean, German, I'm getting rusty with it because sadly, not that many people speak it, and I'm <laughs> the only one in my family that speaks it. So yeah. it's kind of hard to kind of talk with people with it. But with my family, I get to speak in Spanish all the time since that's what we are used to. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Awesome. Sehr gut, as uh, the Germans might say. Um, so uh. <laughs> now what I'm curious, and I'm sure you get this a lot, but um, more so because the rise of the broken is newer to me. Um, why did you choose to go with a band style moniker instead of going with your name when creating this, this you know, this project or this band? Or I, I don't. How do you refer to it? I just, I just, um, I guess I call it just like how like my music project. I don't really call it like a band or yeah. anything like that. I, people go like, oh, like, hey, you're in a band. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that. I mean, it's a band sound, but it's just my music project. Uh, there's sometimes that I feel like I just want to write an acoustic song and only put an acoustic song out. Right. Sometimes I feel like, you know what, I'm really digging this like song as a full band 
vibe, then let me just do that. And I guess it kind of played a part with my name. I mean, my last name is Rodriguez. It's kind of really common to have a Kevin Rodriguez out like that. <laughs> so that'll be a little bit tough to kind of really market it to be like, oh, I'm the only Kevin Rodriguez here. Make sure you listen to me. Well, you could always uh, do like a Ringo Starr kind of thing. What was his name? Richard Starkey? So, you know, he kind of changed yeah. it up to make it fancy. What would be like your Ringo Starr name? Like what? If you weren't Kevin Rodriguez, what what would be like Man, your that, name? That's tough. Never really thought about it, but I, I would have just been like, <laughs> I don't know. That would like be tough Rod to answer on the spot. You know what I mean? I don't know what what yeah, mine would be. Like, well, there's not so much more you can do. Is just be like, because like my middle name is Michael. So it's like, oh, Kevin Michael. You know, like you don't have like. <laughs> stuff you're like oh i don't know like you know what's up but it's, it's a tough situation so that's why i was like i thought about it long and hard i was like okay you know um I, I what should i do like my name is pretty common so should i go with something a little bit more unique and then i started brainstorming um with kind of just names of like band names and stuff like that i was like oh you know what i like it ran on the candy team i was just like oh the rise of the broken i was actually between that and like see past our eyes and i was like okay you know but I really like stuck with the rise of the broken for the longest of time and just kind of kind of kept it going like that. And then just came, came to me and wrote it down and I really liked it. And people started digging it when I was in Germany. I was like, well, might as well keep it. And then if eventually I grow into a full band, I grow into a full band. If not, I'll just keep it myself and still have that kind of entity to myself. Now this is going to sound somewhat stupid, Kevin, but I'm going to ask the question. You you said people liked it when you were in you, when you were in Germany. So was it like I'm trying to think again? It's gonna sound stupid, but like did they like it like in the German ne- like form or in the English form? I know it like might mean the same, but do you get what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, no. They I just put it in the English form, and I, since a lot of people over there are obviously speak English, I mean I would just write songs in English. I never really yeah wrote in German or. I mean, I've been asked to, like, write songs in Spanish because, like, I mean, friends from Mexico, they always, like, share my music to their friends and stuff. And actually, I have quite a bit of supporters from, like, South America and, like, Mexico. So they're always like, oh, can you sing a song to us in Spanish when I do, like, a live stream? I was like, sure, I'll do a cover song. And eventually, maybe I'll write a song in Spanish. I don't know. Like, sometimes, like, I'll feel like I want to start a song in Spanish, and then I'm like, eh, and it's in English. <laughs> so I have, um, I, I had... A band on a couple episodes ago um, called Story Untold. I talked to Janik from Story Untold. They're they're French Canadian, and he speaks okay. mainly for. I mean his his main language is is French. Um, but I was talking to him about um, kind of this people. You know, I, we had a band on called Carousel Kings, and they write or redo or rewrite their songs in Spanish because their heritage warrants that. And I guess they have some fan base there. So I was asking Janik if, if he does that in French and he was like, nah, like, you know, the market's really in, um, you know, in the English language. And, um, it also, I feel like would be difficult, like, because like the words are like the syllables could be different. The rhyming could be different. I mean, is that a challenge? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, a lot of the times, like, when you see, like, when you hear those songs, they're, like, they're popular in English, and then all of a sudden get changed into Spanish, a lot of times they don't translate directly to what it has to with the original content, it's kind of more just like, oh, let's just, whatever fits in the right syllables and rhymes, let's just go with that, and if it's not really, trans, like, 
like an actual translate verse for verse and letter for letter kind of thing. But let's just do our own thing. And that's what people don't understand. Like, I mean, there's like a rare occasion when like it's really like pretty much close to the dot of everything because like a lot of words you can't even translate them. Like the sayings won't make sense if you translate them like verbatim. So Ex- exactly. Like, oh, that's that's why it's so interesting you know because of that what you're saying there like and i think it's i mean i think it's cool when bands or artists can cross that language like i don't want to say barrier but just like that line like you know and 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 bring in different languages uh interesting but you're saying that you can kind of on the spot like can you like with one of your songs on the spot if someone if like the crowd like wanted you to play it in spanish could you on the spot do that I mean, I could possibly wing it pretty well to a certain degree. <laughs> I mean, it depends depends on my mood. I mean, obviously, with a shot of something, you probably have yeah. more motivation. And more. Uh, dude, you can I just believe hard golden. I totally agree with that. All right, so I just I think it's so interesting, and, and something else that you're an interesting guy to me at least. Um, so something else that interests me about you is again, so you know, the rise of the broken. This is you. I want to figure out a little bit more about like who's doing what on the album. Like, it this is all you. Like every instrument I'm hearing is it you? Like, are you a multi instrumentalist? Not really. I know what I want. I just have people that can perform it better than I can okay. because I'm not the best. I can drum some and stuff, but like I'm not the best at like keeping it up with a metronome. So I had one of my friends. Uh, he came out to actually do like this last record. Like a lot of the previous before this record from frequencies, a lot of the drums were just programmed. So oh, okay. Kind of like we would just go with that because it's just made made simpler for me. And then this past record, I went to work. Uh, with Jim Ward, he like worked with Hoover's thing before and Jack Mannequin and the Rocket Summer. And so nice. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, let's make it like something more, like, if you will, more legit sounding and better just quality. So I had one of my friends, uh, Joe, come out and do the drums for me. He's a phenomenal drummer. So he's just, I showed him the tracks and he instantly loved the demos. He's like, hey, no, like this, like let's do this. Like I'm down for it. Let's, I'm, I want to come out and drum for it. I was like, all right, that, that works out for me. So came out and literally got all the drum tracks done for like in like two or three hours like really quick because it was just like boom he, he just had the good groove and and every idea that i gave him he like i felt like he made it better so i was just like whoa that's perfect with me yeah so it's it and, worked out perfectly. and we're going to talk about frequencies here a little bit more in detail in a second but it's interesting that you, you you're talking about the drumming in this manner because when i first listened to frequencies one of the first things that really stood out to me was I thought the drumming was phenomenal. Like I really did. Um, and, um, that's why I was kind of writing these questions because I was like very impressed with how strong everything sounds. And, and, you know, there's no shame that you're not the one creating everything. I mean, that a full band isn't, isn't doing that anyways. You know what I mean? But you're bringing in the right people and that's phenomenal. And, And I was just impressed with the strength of all the instruments. What are you, um, maybe it's better for when we talk in frequencies, but in frequencies, what are you like? What are your main instruments that you are featured in? Uh, guitar and vocals. Gotcha. So you have people filling in on yeah. drums, bass. If we're hearing any like keys or anything like that, like those are all other people. Yeah. Basically, like with the with Jim, like he he's I mean a legendary bass player. Like he did the bass for like Kuba Sings record, and 
he was just excited. She's like, hey, let me do the bass. And yeah. I was like, hey, man, it's probably way better than I love her be. Go for it. Like, he's like, I always like, I love these songs. I really want to do the bass for them. Like, I really am digging, like, the vibe of this, like, album. It's just like, I'm really like, I know, like, some cool stuff that we can do. And I was like, hey, you know, like, I trust you. Like, I'm, I'm wanting to come to somebody that knows more than I do just make a better product obviously i know that i know i know what i know and right. i want to expand that yeah i'm not the best at everything and i want to become better every day <laughs> yeah no that makes sense but, and, and like i said i mean a full band you know they're everyone's kind of doing their part so it, it makes sense you know just you know even if this is a solo endeavor it makes sense to bring in people uh to help out in the process um and we're going to talk more about that in a little bit, but on the topic of frequencies, um, this is the brand, like the latest brand new uh, EP um, from the Rise of the Broken. This dropped in February of this year, 2017, and it, it is very, very, very good. Uh, and like I said, one of the first things that stood out to me was the drumming on it. Uh, it's been out for close to five months. How do you feel about this release, Kevin, now that it's been out and, and people have listened to it and given you feedback? What do you think? I, it's kind of surprising that it's already been this long that it's been out. Like, it, it just literally feels like it's been out, like, only, like, two weeks. But, I mean, everybody's been super supportive about it and shared it and just kind of come up to me. It's like, hey, you know, like, I really love this song. Like, it's, put like, helped me out with my relationship, let's say. Because some of them, like, obviously it's about, like, long distance and whatnot. And they go, you know what? Like, I have friends of mine that are, like, long distance friends or long distance boyfriend girlfriend whatever like this is super cool that like I, you can relate to it and it's, it's just cool like i love the music it's so catchy it's just like listening to it like i showed it to my friends and they all like go oh, wow that's like pretty legit music like it's really good vocals whatever it is and they're like i really i think it's super catchy i love it and then they start listening to it more and sharing it so it's been pretty cool to see people just share the videos and listen to the songs and downloading even though people don't really buy music as much anymore and just seeing people still buy my records like yeah. their physical copies are all kind of just really cool i mean it's it's just like a warm warm feeling that you're just like wow like people still care in an age where like they have anything and anything at their fingertip that they can just go mm, i'm okay or yeah i'll download it illegally because i just don't care or i do care whatever it is you know so it's it's been pretty awesome to see that people still care about like just the product like and it goes to show that if you put out quality product, people will come to it. Like, I feel like a lot of people get discouraged by it. They're like, oh, nobody buys music anymore or nobody does this. And I'm like, well, people do. It's just people are more selective with it. Yeah, you can tell them, like, you can spare a cup of coffee from Starbucks and buy a record. But you got to give them a reason why to spare that cup of coffee because to them, that's their world right now. Like, that's what they think is, like, the ultimate thing. But if you can replace that that's a good feeling to you as a musician and as a person that you go, wow, like they actually gave up something that they're really passionate about or maybe love like their drinks or their food, whatever it is to actually buy a record from you. Like, and to me that that's been super just awesome to deal with right now and seeing people really care about this record like that. That's a hell of a way to uh, explain what you just did, because I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, you know, because obviously me being in the space that I am in, you know, with online radio and things like that, um, you know, there's so many of us and so many bands, you know, it's almost like it's just everything's kind of watered down a little bit. Um, and so you get desensitized to that. 
uh, effect. And so when somebody does buy into what you're doing and support supports and believes in your passion, I mean, I think that speaks volumes because there's so many other alternatives that they could go to, you know? So like you said, if, if it's yeah. a, if it's a quality product or, you know, quality music, quality, you know, just engagement, people will definitely, uh, flow to that. And, and, and I appreciate it. So, um, what I want to know is you talked about your role in the album and, and how you brought other people in to fill in certain, uh, areas. Where was frequencies recorded and who had a hand in the production of it? Or are you like, is this like an in-house thing that you're doing all by yourself in that regard? I mean, I did it independently. I went with a, like Jim Ward in Cleveland, Ohio, um, went to his studio where he's literally worked with obviously like Hoover's thing. Like I've said, Jack Manic and the rocket summer and a lot of other bands. I mean, he works with the uh, tragic hero records directly, like with a lot of their artists and like, he's done like a Skylet drive and oh, all wow. these bands. Like that. Um, it kind of overlapped with like a previous manager that I had, like he, he was like, Hey, you know, like uh showed your music to this, uh, to the, like the manager of, Jim Ward, I was just like, they're kind of interested in you coming in to record. I think they're going to give you a really good deal since I'm doing it. And apparently I was like, hey, you know, like, obviously, like, it'd be cool to go to a better studio this time than what I've done before and uh, test it out and see how it goes. I mean, maybe I can learn more from him and see why not. So I just kind of had my demos recorded from my room and just went into it and showed it to Jim. And he was like, okay, I really like this. And honestly, we didn't really change much of anything from, like, whether it be, like, the melodies or structure of the songs really he really just like how they were so i was kind of surprised i was like wow like that's pretty great i mean he would just tell me he's like all right we're gonna add this like harmony here or we're gonna add this little bit of a uh, kind of like organ over here just to f make it a little bit filler and then we had uh, one of their kind of like session guitarists come in to just add a little bit more of like the lead guitars because he was this guy was phenomenal like it was just I'm not, honestly, I'm not the best at lead, so I know what I kind of want. Right. But when it comes down, like, I'm not, I'm not built for it. Like, and I can be honest about it, because to me, like, I don't, not that I don't practice that much, but it's just like, since I don't have to do it as much live, I don't have the, I guess, in a sense, like, as much to practice it. So I just kind of, I like to have somebody that built themselves over that, that they're like, you know what, I can play in anything and anything and whatever I want, like, yep. leads wise. It's like, okay. So I already had like the ideas of everything and I just kind of would talk with a guy and he was just like, Oh, you mean this? And then it's like, boom, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Or, you know what? It's even better than I want it. So a lot of the stuff he would kind of help me up just to shape up the song, just a little bit more, just to get that like extra bite to be like, okay, that's, that's a little catchy little lead guitar that's going to be stuck in your head and you're going to want to listen to the song over and over again. You know, I totally appreciate that. I mean, again, you know, what you're doing is, is you're, you're bringing in some of the best people to help in this project. Uh, and, uh, I think that's great. And, you know, it's just, that's the way to do it. Why not? I mean, you can't, you can't spread yourself too thin and, and try to take on everything. It, you know, it's, it's, I think it's a good approach. Now, um, this is frequencies is a great, a great release. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it. We, again, we referenced at the beginning of this episode, a lot, a lot of fans of spinning thoughts, you know, have been talking about you and in, in this music for really months. I mean, really since it came out, I think that I've been seeing you on my radar for months and months and months. Um, 
what were you hoping to accomplish with frequencies and do you think you achieved it so far i've achieved like kind of like my goals for it i mean obviously it's always cool to think about like charting up in the billboards and whatnot but like to me it's never been about that kind of numbers like why i got into music wasn't because like oh you know what i want to sell all these records because i want to be known for selling records or just because i want to make money off of music and become whatever to me it's been like yeah sure if i can pay my bills and have fun and help people out mm-hmm. that way that's great for me i mean that's that's a goal of mine that that not many people care to do anymore i feel like a lot of people right. go into the music business like hey you know what like i'm gonna write a basically a whatever pup shitty song just so that it sells and then i'm gonna chart on the billboard because i know it's gonna be like the same four chord progression that taylor swift uses and it's like what's gonna be a hit and to me, it's been like, no, like, I'm going to write what I feel that is right. And that's what I did with Frequencies. It's just kind of like, I went, I literally condensed it down from 16 songs to those songs that you hear, like the five songs that you hear on Frequencies. Because I wanted the best of the best and not kind of just go, oh, I'm going to put like mediocre music as well to fill the album. Kind of do fillers. Like to me, a lot of the times when albums come out, there's like three or four good songs that people really care about. And the rest are just kind of songs that are like, they kind of made it on the record because they want fillers because obviously the labels will make more money if there's a full 10 to 12 song album. Because yeah. Yeah. Because of the market and all that great stuff. And I'm sure it's, it works for them. But to me, I was like, you know what? I'm doing this independently. Maybe it'll get me more attention with labels. I mean, I got offers from them before this release and they were kind of trying to make me change my mind to not release it just yet and wait to sign a deal with them. And I kind of just stuck to my gut and went, you know what? Like, not that I don't want anybody controlling me or kind of supporting me that way. Like, but just sometimes like label, like the move didn't seem right to me. So to me, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to focus on putting out the content if people really like it and promote it as much as I can financially or just word of mouth, uh, just kind of go that route. And if people really dig it, they'll dig it and they'll let their friends know, because at the end of the day, people think word of mouth doesn't exist, but it still does. I mean, it might not be as big as you think on social media now, now, a lot of people tend not to share as much as it seems like they used to when Facebook started. I mean, obviously, MySpace was a good days for music, in my opinion, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, still been, it's still been a good, like, scenario where, like, people just been sharing, like, video. Like, I'll, I kind of do, like, little contests with them because I want to get back to them and not think, like, their share doesn't mean anything because a lot of bands just go, share this and thank you. But it's, to me, it's like, hey, share this, and I'll, I'll try to pick, like, five people to get, like, win the cd like a physical copy of the cd or maybe one wins a cd one wins a, a physical like a shirt in the physical cd and one wins whatever kind of thing or a guest pass for a show or whatever it is and just try to give back to them because i mean nobody likes to do things for free no matter how much they love something i mean yeah. at the end of the day like you want to support the band but you also want to know that the band cares about your well-being and that you show that Show them that you're you're there because of them at the end of the day. Because if there was no fans, you wouldn't be anywhere whatsoever and wouldn't have a career, even as small of a career that I have. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the fans are so important. I agree with that from a band perspective. I agree uh, with that in my perspective in, in regards to like this, this show. Um, why else do it? I mean, yeah, I get enjoyment out of this. And I play in bands, and I love to just play music in my room by myself. But there is something electric and amazing with being, 
like engaged in interacting with people. You know what I mean? Like there's we're humans and it's like in our DNA to want to do that and and to try to seek that out. Everybody wants to like feel accepted. Everybody wants yeah. to feel welcome. And that, that's a great feeling. That's what the music scene has ever, has always done for me. Like, I mean, I'll see people of every religion, sex orientation, anything at all at a show that you're like, I have no idea who you are, but you're enjoying the same band that I am at this moment. This is phenomenal. And people forget about their, like maybe differences or whatever yep. they didn't like before, whomever. And, and it's just kind of like a cool little uh, scene to me. Like that's what, the music has been always great. I mean, I've gotten to meet some of the best people. I've gotten to meet great friends because of it. And a lot of people tend to forget about what it is. Like, when I hear about pop bands going like, oh, no, like, I won't meet with my fans unless they pay me this amount of money. It's kind of like, <laughs> I get it. Do the VIP experience for them. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I've done a VIP experience because of a tour that I've done. But like to me, like, I like to do it where, like, okay, let's do a meet and greet, but, like, I'll give you, like, an acoustic performance, and you can get, like, a CD and a shirt or something like that because you're paying extra money to be there. Like, right. I don't think my time is that much extra, but, like, thank you for wanting to support me that way. But, like, I'll see whenever, like, like all these, like, I don't know, like, for example, like, YouTubers that I've seen that I've known that do those meet and greets where, like, literally you pay for... 50 60 bucks to meet them and all you get to do is a three second photo and then you have to move the line yeah that's nuts so it's kind of, <laughs> it's, i get it like you're trying to milk the, the cash cow here but at the same time it's just like that only lasts for so long and that's why you see a lot of them die out and not really have anything going on for themselves because they're not really appreciating their fans i mean yeah you give them a follow once in a blue moon on twitter and like oh my gosh that's super great right there like I mean, to each their own at the end of the day. But like, to me, like, I, I, that's not how I believe I, I want to do this. Like, that's why I try to talk to as many as I can. And sometimes it obviously does get overwhelming, especially them. I mean, I'm sure they have way more followers than I do and get more interaction with things. So, like, I, I try to be as as, I, as much as I can interactive with people that even care enough to stumble upon my social media or stumble upon my music because at the end of the day, how many people are on social media now that they could stumble upon instead and they've decided to take their five minutes to check out a song of mine or even say, oh, wow, you know, I like this photo of yours. Like, that's super great. Like, keep it up. And you're like, wow, like, I have no idea who you are, but thanks so much for the encouraging words. Yep. It's it's kind of like when you were in maybe elementary school or probably more likely like middle school or high school, like when you had a relationship and say it was like a five or six month long relationship. People were like, holy shit. Like in like in adult years, that's like 15 years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, it's a long time. And this in, in this social media internet environment for somebody to purchase an album like we were talking about or to stream a song or to watch a new music video or whatever it may be to do something of that extent, like a five minute kind of commitment to listen to a song or even larger to listen to like a 25 minute EP. I mean, that's like giving up like weeks of your life in Internet terms. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's, sure. it's a huge compliment, like because there's so much other content, not just even within music. I mean, you could break down the content within music into like, I mean, it would take you a lifetime to to break down all the different content that exists just within music. But if you bring in video games, TV, movie, you know, f uh, whatever, I mean, shit, YouTube. then sports, I mean, YouTube, yeah. everything like it, it becomes so big, like people could go anywhere and they're giving you 
even five minutes to listen to a song or, you know, in this case, 45 fucking minutes to listen to it, to us talking. I mean, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. And it's appreciated, super appreciated because we're talking to you and with you. And um, that's that's the most important thing. Uh, Kevin, we're having great conversation here, but I want to just give a little break here on that because I want to play a song for everybody to listen to. We've been talking so much about the music and the latest EP frequencies. I want to play through frequencies off the latest EP frequencies uh, for everybody today. What do you think? I'm pretty excited for them to hear it if they've never heard it before. Hope you enjoyed it, and if you've heard it again, we'll jam out to it. There we go. Everybody, this is Through Frequencies off the latest EP Frequencies from The Rise of the Broken. Enjoy. So you just finished listening to Through Frequencies off the latest DP frequencies from The Rise of the Broken. Now, 
uh, Kevin, is there anything about this particular song that you'd like to share with us that maybe the fans don't already know? Well, as uh, I don't know if many people know, I mean, I wrote that about my actual wife now. Um, we've been doing long distance off and on for like the last couple of years. And it's just kind of like a lot of the times I would have to fly to her or she would fly to me, drive to her. And especially from being on tour all the time, it's just kind of like a song that it's just uh, just talking about that, you know, like always having to talk on the phone and like all the frequencies basically like phones go, go through and like Skype calls and everything of the sort. So just kind of like a song that, people can relate about having that long distance relationship, especially because of the internet. Nowadays you can yeah. honestly date anybody in the world and still have a connection with them and know that there's like, obviously feel the love between you two. Uh, that's just a song that is just always kind of kept me, kept me like kind of going every time that I would be on the road and just when I would be working on it and just kept me positive about like, you know what, like I'm investing my time in something great. Like let's keep it going. Like let's move on with it. And like, let's just, have our lives, you know, and then um, people have been connecting with it. So that's the great thing that I like about it. Awesome. It's a great song. And uh, if anybody heard it for the first time, you're welcome. I'm glad to be the one to show it to you. Uh, if you've heard it again, then you know what it's all about. And, uh, you know, it's it's just a great track off of a great EP. Everybody go out and get it uh, however you like to get your music. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You know, there's so many options, but go, go figure out a way to get it. Now, uh, Kevin. Yeah, Oh, go ahead. Do it. Oh, I was just saying, like, for me, as long as they listen to it and just enjoy it, I'm happy as long as they are able to get it. I mean, I know it's always appreciated when people, like, play the songs on Spotify to help get some royalties or if they mm -hmm. actually buy the physical or digital downloads. I mean, anything helps, but if you're not in a position where you can get it, I mean, hey, you know what? YouTube, YouTube it and whatever you need to do. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think that it's great when artists and bands like have that kind of attitude and mentality. I mean, clearly, I, I think that there's a good amount of respect. I know that when the internet like was really picking up and Napster and all that shit was going on, like, and of course there is a shit ton of people that still get music illegally or you know however they do it. But yeah, you know, I think there's a really good respectable portion of people that still go about um, getting their music the right way, and I think that that's also. Um, credit to the bands and artists out there that you know are approaching like the vinyl medium uh people are really adding different content even with digital downloads um so music videos i mean additional bonus content whatever it may be so i think that it's it's a good relationship but um you know there's so many ways to get your 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 music so kevin i do want to talk about a little rumor that that i've been hearing that there could be a tour in the near future for the rise of the broken is this just a rumor or can you confirm i can i can confirm a couple of uh theories if you will but like to <laughs> me i mean a little bird might have told me that you know we got we got some tour dates on the works for uh perhaps in uh, later this summer like around the august area so okay uh the way to go Cool, you know. I mean, to me, it's always been going back, going to some shows before I had to go back to school. It was Hell the way yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. But jam to some music, go out with some friends after the show, and have some food. And what better way to spend your time? So, yeah, I mean, uh, I think people should be looking out for some tour dates uh, soon enough. And 
getting those into the works for you guys so that if you're near them, definitely come out. If you're not near them, road trip it up. I mean, that's what, <laughs> you know, that's, sorry, you know? that's what people kind of, it's kind of funny though, because like people are always like, oh, you're, you're not coming to my city. I'm like, okay, how far away am I? He's like, oh, you're an hour away. I'm like, well, you know, I'm driving like eight hours a day or something to come to play near you. It was like, you know, a lot of people, that's like, a, in a sense, like, I feel like people need to kind of get into that vibe again and going like, you know what, let me road trip it up to see this band. I'm sure a lot of people still deal with for their favorite bands, but not as, as, as they used to do. So hopefully, like, with these tour dates coming out, more people uh, decide to kind of drive out a little bit and come out. Since I haven't gotten to do a, actual tour dates in about a year now because I was working on this latest record. So I'm just hoping that everybody that... Uh, that comes out is uh, having their fun time and gets their friends to come out and if you're never been to a show of mine don't miss it because it's always a fun time at least from what I've heard so and <laughs> I have a lot of fun. so that's all that matters really so if you're enjoying yourself and forgetting any worries you had that's all I care about yeah no doubt and I like your your, your uh, approach on like bands cannot hit every goddamn city in the country every time they tour you know what I mean it's just not possible and as you were speaking, I was thinking in my head something I wanted to say, and then you said it. Basically, the bands are are traveling like literally cross country and in the most asinine logistical ways at times. Um, so, if a band or an artist that you really want to hear, like, isn't like thirty minutes like within your reach, like in what you call your city, like there's people who live two hours away from Pittsburgh where I'm based and they say they're from Pittsburgh and and so great. I mean, if, if there's a show in Pittsburgh, they better be there then since they call themselves from Pittsburgh. But what I'm saying is, is like, if there's a show that's a couple hours away or something like that, make it a goddamn experience like none other and travel, go there. The band does it anyways. They're traveling, meet them halfway. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I mean, that that's exactly what I like. I mean, even when I lived in Germany, I mean, think about it. Germany is, smaller than texas it's just a small <laughs> country yeah. and people would like take the train take the bus take whatever they can when gas over there was like six bucks a gallon uh people would drive or find a way to go three hours to a show or go to another country to a show right yeah seriously or whatever it is I, I don't get why people can't do it here when the, like the accessibility for gas is cheaper than over there i mean Sure, there's not much public transportation, but you got friends that drive. I'm sure, hey, beg your parents, talk to your parents, like, hey, you know what? This will be a cool bonding experience with you, mom or dad, and let's uh, let's go have some fun at a show. I mean, a lot of people kind of forget the, like we said, I mean, not everybody can hit the same city. And let's be real. I mean, it's 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 super hard to try to hit and make everybody happy. Like, yeah. if you want to try to hit every city, it's not going to happen. I mean, I remember even... I, when I lived in Texas, like I was about an hour, an hour and a half away from downtown Houston, where every single band that I liked would go play shows. So what would I do? I would drive it because I was like, you know what? They're driving either four hours that day, eight hours another day, whatever it is. They're traveling far away from home. Let's go support people. I mean, that's why venues close. You don't want your venues to close? Go support music at the end of the day. To me, it's that, that's how important it is. That's why a lot of people... In uh, other countries, they're still having great shows, like in Europe, and then Canada has pretty great shows because yeah. people still go. You know what? I want to have that interaction live, not watching on a video or lo- see a live stream about it. That's not the same thing as having that experience and kind of having that 
that it's just adrenaline flowing through you while you're listening to your favorite song with your probably your best friends or hey you might be there by yourself i've done it but i'm singing with the dang band going you know what dude i love this song you're gonna hear me sing it so yep. that's what people do if they really care about that music and want to see their favorite artists continue making music you might not be able to buy a song but save up to go for the show that's probably going to help them out mm-hmm. even more than just buying the record i agree and like you were saying, so I, you know, I talked to so many bands on the show clearly, and I always talk about touring and the two things that bands love the most about touring. It's pretty cliche and it's obvious is, is this, they love playing the shows, right? Obviously meeting the people. So maybe there's three things. Let's say it's playing the shows slash meeting the, the fans because Kevin, I'm sure if you're playing a show, you're probably talking to the fans, right? So you're going to, you're going to be talking to them before, after. So it's kind of like almost synonymous. So you, you know, they love to play the shows and they love to, to travel. Like they like to see the different, you know, areas of the country, of the world, different cultures, different experiences. So as a fan, why not do and get the kind of adrenaline and the love that they have as a band, which is traveling and playing shows. Why not do the same thing and travel and go watch the show? I mean, that's about as close yeah. to the band as you can get, right? I mean, it's literally have the rock star experience. Go travel to a show, maybe miss a shower before the show. Exactly. Like- exactly. <laughs> Dude, I, I think you and I, you and I are on the same frequencies. Oh, clever. Yeah, you like that, huh? Every once in a while, Spinning Thoughts produces something clever. Say that again? I said that that's a very good one. I mean, to that was like literally the best one I've ever been played on like that. So that was pretty pretty good. I am honored to be that guy. Um, So... Is there anything else about this tour that you can tell us before we're, we're believe it or not, I can't believe that we've been talking uh, for this entire episode. We're we're like at 50, not 54, we're probably like at 45 minutes by the time everyone's listened to this. Uh, the song played. I can't believe we've been talking this much. Is there anything else before we start to wrap things up that you'd like to mention about the tour? Anything specifically? Well- I'm going to be doing, obviously, like the newer music. I haven't gotten to play it as much as I would like to um, tour-wise, but I'll be hitting up more than likely around the Midwest, so I'm venturing a little bit to the East probably. Uh, probably a little couple parts of different parts of the mm-hmm. tour, so uh, if you don't see your date or city and all that stuff just yet, obviously there's always more tour dates to come. Uh, that's what bands, a lot of bands do. I mean, and fans need to see, like, hey, you know what? You didn't come near my city this time. There's always that other tour that's going to come, so it's probably split in a couple parts. So for now, I would like to take this to the Midwest to, you know, keep an eye on the lookout, you know, make sure you're getting those vocals ready to be screaming your lungs out and singing along to every word. So either go listen to the songs anyway so that we can have some sing-alongs and just enjoy our time together and just make it like just a comfortable show where everybody feels welcome and just sweat it out and just, have fun. Dude, I love your attitude. I really feel like um, this was a great conversation and that you and I would be buddies if we were closer in proximity. Oh. But one of these times, either you'll come to me or I'll come to you and, and, and I'll see you rock out and we'll talk. How's that sound? That, that sounds perfect to me. That's always always the best way to go. Hang out with friends, make 
music, play music, and just everybody have a good time. I dig it, dude. Now, before we go, and I really appreciate you being here, but before we go, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add or say to your fans? Anything that, that I may have missed that is just super important to get out there? To me, it's just always um, keep supporting. I mean, whether it be that simple like, whether it be that simple share, always is always appreciated, whether it be for my music or for your podcast or anything like that. It's just kind of like everybody needs to just really focus on helping each other out with so much hate and negativity in the world. It's just kind of a kind of sad to see where people just kind of discourage other people for trying to achieve their dreams, whether it be the the best musician, best guitarist, best YouTuber, best fidget spinner, I guess, if you will, nowadays. <laughs> Whatever you wanting to accomplish that oh, is yeah. just in a, positive, in a positive way towards people, just encourage your friends. I mean, it's kind of sad to see that strangers support you more than your friends would ever do because I feel like nowadays people don't want to see you doing better than them because they know you. Yep. Just forget about that. You know what? Scratch that out. Ignore that. See your best friend make it big. See your cousin do something awesome. See your brother or sister do something phenomenal. Don't don't feel discouraged that they're doing something great and you feel like you're not. At the end of the day, your time will come. You're destined to do something great. Everybody has a part to play, whether it be something huge or a little bit small that's still part of the structure to help the bigger picture. So just everybody keeps supporting each other and enjoy your time and have fun. That's all it is. I mean, life is too short to really care about what everybody thinks every second. So just enjoy yourself and just live it up. Kevin, you're a pretty legit dude. I appreciate the words you're saying. I'm I'm on the same. I believe in what you're saying. We're we're on the same page. That's I don't know. I I can't even speak because I feel like you just you finished it the way that it should have been said. So nicely said, nicely done, Kevin. Thank you so much for being here for episode 72 of Spinning Thoughts. I'm gonna talk to you off the air, so don't hang up. But thank you for being here. Thank you. Once again, I'd like to thank Kevin from the Rise of the Broken for being with me here for episode 72 of Spinning Thoughts. The latest release is titled Frequencies, and I highly recommend you check it out. The Rise of the Broken should be talking about some upcoming tour dates here very soon, so keep your eyes open and get out to a show, see Kevin, and have a good time. While you're checking out The Rise of the Broken, make sure you're checking us out on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. We're also on Facebook and SoundCloud and Instagram. I'd like for you guys to find me on those platforms as well, so if you haven't started to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, please do so. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. We have a brand new Metal Thoughts Up from our Hard Rock Metal connoisseur, J-Bone. You can follow him on Twitter at J-Bone and I highly recommend you do so. You can subscribe to Spinning Thoughts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn Stitcher. You can also... Find us on SoundCloud and Adobe Radio. And I think you can click a subscribe button on Adobe, but I think it subscribes you through SoundCloud. Regardless, you can follow us, and it is all for free. This week, we also have something very, very cool that I'm going to mention real quick. Uh, A fan of 21 Pilots and a fan of Spinning Thoughts went to one of the 21 Pilot shows in Columbus this past weekend. And she wrote about her experience. So we're going to be posting that on the site in Fan Thoughts, which is the old fan reviews. It's now called Fan Thoughts. You can find that this week and so much more. Everybody, thank you for being here. Make sure you share music, spread love.
without knowing what's been